My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Welcome to Why Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich, and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we watched Hope Floats. Did you like it? It was fine. What? You liked it yesterday, you ass. Yeah, it was all right. It was good. For this type of movie, it was good. Play it down for the podcast. For this type of movie, it was good. How about that? It was a good movie. So it got cut out of the mini episode, so right off the top. When we watched the trailer for this, I said it looks like the good version of Sweet Home Alabama. Yes, I remember that. When you search for this movie on Amazon, the second result is Sweet Home Alabama. So I could not have been more accurate in my assessment of this movie. Mm-hmm. That Sweet, Al- Sweet Home Alabama is nothing more than a cheap knockoff of this movie. And whatever you say. I always feel bad, like, uncomfortable critiquing bad movies. Like, who am I? I'm some truck driver. Never made a movie in my life. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the perfect way to enjoy Sweet Home Alabama is to watch Hope Floats instead. Would you agree with this assessment? No. <clears throat> no. So you think they're both awesome movies. I like both the movies. I'm just waiting for you to finish your spiel. Okay. Get my nerves. The cast. Sandra Bullock makes her return to Why Bloody Valentine. Mm-hmm. We love Sandra Bullock. I know. She's so awesome. Do you think she... that crying? Oh, my God. Yes. I saw the crying. Amazing. She had snot and everything. Yep. She cries really well in movies. Mm-hmm. Was she better in this... Or while you were sleeping. This. I agree. Moving on. Her co-star, Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, you love him. Awesome. He is so fucking cool. Been drinking, huh? Why does everybody keep saying that? (laughs) Like a coaster stuck to my butt or something? I always think of him as an actor first. Okay? Okay. But he's like a more accomplished musician, apparently. I did not know. He has sold 16 million albums in the United States, including seven top 20 overall albums. So just in the charts, hmm. seven in the top 20 and 10 number one jazz albums. Wow. All that, it's, it's so fucking impressive and great. But I know him from like Independence Day mm-hmm. and Copycat and the Memphis Bell. Mm-hmm. And of course, Dolphin Tail. Dolphin Tail. <laughs> you might remember him from When Harry Met Sally. Did you ever see that? No. You would not remember him from that then? Nope. Okay, so. Maybe if you looked at me just right and said it like three times really intensely, then I could remember. When Harry Met Sally. 
Yeah, see? No. So, at the risk of turning this into a Harry Connick Jr. podcast, let's get to the movie. Okay. We have a PG-13 rating, which almost always means no boobs and no kills. One death, though. Yep. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. It got me. Almost movie ruining. I knew it was coming, and it got me. So... We start. Two scenes in this movie make me cry every single time. And that's one that's of them? one of them. Maybe we'll get to the next one. You will. So we start out with a fake Ricky Lake uh, played by Kathy Najima. Mm-hmm. She was in Sister Act mm-hmm. and Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't just get Ricky Lake to do it. Like, why didn't they just have her do it? She was famous then. This is obviously a take on maybe that's why because they're portraying her as a callous heartless cunt yeah okay that makes <laughs> I mean, a little sense yeah never mind that's why they didn't get ricky lake to do it because that's obviously who this was supposed to be right oh yeah for sure some amalgamation of ricky lake and jenny jones yeah i fucking hated exploitative 90s daytime talk shows i didn't like it either they just set people up to be destroyed in front of the nation mm-hmm. the only one i liked was jerry springer because it was obviously fake. Because it was fake. It was pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if I told the story on the podcast, but I know a kid that was on. Yeah, you did. Jerry Springer. I don't know if you told it on the podcast. Sorry, You're, you definitely told me multiple times. But this this is how I am one hundred percent certain that Jerry Springer was fake. My friend in high school, I think he was a senior, so he probably would have been eighteen. He might have been a junior at eighteen. I know, maybe a freshman at eighteen. I know this kid. Um, he was in line to just watch Jerry Springer and they offered him like a couple hundred bucks and asked him if he wanted to be on the show and he just fucking played a role. So if we didn't know it was fake and we kind of thought it was fake before then, everybody in town knew it was fake as fuck. Mm -hmm. Did you know that the sort of thing that they did on this show was done on a real television show, Jenny Jones. They did it with a guy and another guy said that he was in love with him, like a gay thing. Mm -hmm. And the guy he was expressing his love to was not gay. And it embarrassed him so much when they got home to their town, he murdered him. Oh my God. Yeah. That's what these fucking shows lead to. Wow. That's terrible. Yeah, it's horrific. These are bastard people. Jenny Jones is a bastard person. And I'm assuming she's like a failure now. I hope she's in poverty at least. I didn't watch any of those shows. I just watched Dr. Phil. He's fucking borderline one of those cocksuckers too. Yeah. So I can't believe they talked her onto the show for a free makeover. Sandra Bullock. Mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock is one of the best looking people on the planet. She is gorgeous in every scene in the movie. Yep. At her crying worst. Yep. When the snot is running down her nose. <laughs> yep. She is in the top 1%. Yeah, she didn't need a makeover. Her best friend needed a makeover. Yes. Who was like the low-rent Sarah Michelle Geller. Mm-hmm. Dollar General. Yeah, Dollar General, Sarah <laughs> Michelle Geller with her red hair. There isn't a single thing some scumbag TV producer and makeup artist could possibly do to make Sandra Bullock look any better at any point in her life. 
She should be in every fucking movie. I almost lost it when they showed her kid in the audience. I almost cried multiple times in this movie. I didn't cry at all, but I almost did a bunch of times. And I'm hoping this podcast doesn't turn into my own personal therapy session. Because <laughs> a lot of this really fucking hit me the wrong way. Yeah. But that's what Americans like to see. The fucking tragedy. Because mm-hmm. we're monsters. I did like how Sandra Bullock cut all her husband's shirts in the ribbons. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed he wasn't wearing them while she did it. Rich. What? It was a rom-com. There are many points of this movie where it could have turned into a horror movie and it would have been good. it's not a horror movie. It was my turn. It's your turn? It was my turn. I'm lost. The movie. It was my turn. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. It wouldn't have been the worst if she would have cut him to pieces. Because he's a motherfucker. And it would have been your movie. You're right. How did you feel about Birdie allowing her child to sit on the floorboard of the car? I was not okay with that. That is like a classic 90s parent move. Yeah. I sat in the floorboard of my mom's car many a time. You rode in the bed of a fucking pickup truck all the way from North Carolina to Pennsylvania. Opposite. Pennsylvania to North Carolina. Okay. Yes. Sorry. My mom threw a twin-size mattress in the back, and there was a camper shell on it, and we just hung out and we needed to go pee or we were hungry we would write my mom a note and we'd stick it on the back of the window and knock and she'd look in the back and she'd read it you know okay that is very responsible Mm -hmm. i used to sit on the floorboard of whatever piece of shit car my dad had at the time whatever used car he thought was awesome like i got this cadillac yeah but it's it's the biggest piece of shit so that offsets it being a cadillac but I used to sit on the floorboard all the time. And you know what I would do? Have wrestling matches with my wrestling action figures with the seat being the wrestling ring. Not surprised. And it was fucking awesome. My mom used to let me and my sister jump on the back seat like it was a trampoline mm-hmm. like while she was driving. And we were doing that one night, jumping on the back seat. And she had to slam on brakes for some reason. And my sister went flying headfirst into the floorboard in the front seat. Jeez. Like over both the car, like over like the console in mm. the middle straight down into the front and ended up in the ER. That was the last time we were allowed to jump in the seat. We used to have legitimate wrestling matches in the back of our minivan. We had a woody minivan. Mm-hmm. The wooden side so you get to punch each other every time we walked out of the house. My grandma had one of those. Miss them. And that takes us through the opening credits. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Thus far in this movie... You have said every single line of the movie. I tried to stop. I was realizing that I was doing the whole movie. (laughs) So I tried to stop. But every now and then my favorites would come up and I'd start back up again. But I do think that I could quote the whole movie. I wasn't lying when I said that to you in the mini episode. I think I could quote the whole movie. I have never seen anyone know as many lines to a movie as you did, In- including like actors don't know the lines like you did. <laughs> and if you if you messed the and line, then I sang all the songs. If you messed the line up, it was like a word, mm-hmm. and that was it. It was uncanny. You could be in this movie. We could make this movie, and you could play every scene. <laughs> yeah, like at the end where she's like, "All right, Mama, quit pushing." I said, "Stop pushing." Yeah, so, little stuff like that. Yeah, and you would have. 
a better accent than Sandra Bullock did. Yeah, it comes right back. It was okay. When you, you can't, it's hard when you have a goddamn titan like Harry Connick Jr. and his real accent, which I'm sure just melts women into puddles <laughs> of their own fluid. Is is that a sexy man? Yeah. Is that a sexy voice? Mm-hmm. Who has a sexier voice, me or him? Stop. I'll take that as a me. So we get to the second horror scene in this movie. Um, scaredy cats? What the fuck are those things? What are those? What are they supposed to be? She's a taxidermist. Okay. I've no taxidermists. I've never seen anything so horrifying in my life. They're scaredy cats. <laughs> well, that little girl was fucking scared of them. You were scared of them. Yeah, because they're fucking freaky. They could be in a horror movie. They could be the villain in a horror movie. <laughs> Grandma kill these things herself? Nope. They come here already dead. See, you don't have to watch the movie. I'll just quote the whole thing for you. And then there's this this weird little boy, this broken child, pretending to be a dog. Mm-hmm. And I was so ready to make fun of this little kid. What? Until I realized his mother abandoned him. Oh yeah. And He's then I was cool. like. Very upset, triggered every time some child is abandoned or bullied. I did not like it. This was not very calm for me. It was a lot of ROM, but not a ton of calm. Sorry. It was one big trigger warning. Maybe it was more of a drama? Yeah. But I mean, it there was... There was some funny stuff. There was funny stuff in it, but the things that hit me and stayed with me were very much not funny. This poor girl has a new home, a new school, and she it's literally her dad's fault. Yeah. Because he couldn't keep his dick in his pants. He had to ruin this child's life. But she didn't understand that. No. She thought it was her mom's fault. Right. And her... Well, she... I don't think she necessarily blamed her mom at first until she started moving on. Right. Which she was perceptive enough to notice right away. Because in comes Harry Connick Jr. Justin Matisse. It's Justin Matisse. I don't want to see Justin Matisse. Skunk man. (laughs) Bernice, Bernice, Bernice does not appreciate Mr. Matisse. No. And she is snarky as fuck. Yeah, she was real good at that. She's a good little actress, too. Yeah, she was good in this movie. She was great in this movie. She was probably the third best actor in the movie. Mm -hmm. She's snarky as fuck. And Matisse is so slick dealing with her jabs. He's so cool. Yeah, he did real good. Do you think they really had that skunk? No. Seems like a made-up story. It's a made-up story. (laughs) It's pretty good to come up with right off the cuff. Yeah. So... Skip ahead a little bit. We find out Birdie was a bit of a bully. The polka dot. Mm-hmm. Not the right thing to call the former fatty that's trying to get you a job. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't lead with it. Shouldn't say former fatty either. Are you talking to me? Yeah. She's trying to get me a job. I have a job. <laughs> How's that my job today? I don't give a fuck about her. And she wants to be a small town photographer. Is this where the heart is or Sweet Home Alabama? 
God. That is a tough, tough profession to get into. Mm-hmm. There is not a ton of need, for, especially now when everybody thinks they can take pictures with their cell phones. Yeah, well, the, her job wouldn't be needed now either because no one develops pictures anymore. Well, I don't think she wanted to be a one-hour photo attendant. I know, but I'm saying that's what she did, and now she wouldn't even have that. That was the only scene in this movie that I thought I'd seen before, is that one-hour photo scene where he explains where they keep the nudie pictures mm-hmm. in the second First, drawer. we make a copy. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that before. But you, I didn't remember any of the movie other than that. You might have seen it while I was watching it. I mean, I've watched this movie over and over and over, obviously. That's certainly not out of the realm of possibility. So where did they go next? They went to the old folks' home to meet her dad. Yeah. Who really seems like he should be her grandfather because he's really old. Yeah, well, he had a stroke and he has Alzheimer's. Which they called Alzheimer's. Old-timers. Yeah. And the kid is dressed like Charlie Chaplin now. Who? A little kid. A little dog boy. And dressed like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Why do rom-coms always have these weird little quirks in them? I don't know. Like, I, I love to know how they come up with it. They're like, we have a boy, and we need him to dress crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. and do, do crazy things. And we have this dog, and we need it to chase Harry Connick Jr. all the time. Is Every th- single time he's Is that their dog? Is that the dog she calls a bad boy? Or is that just some random dog? Is that his dog? Well, I think it is the one that, they, that she calls a bad boy, but I don't know if it's theirs. Why does he chase Harry Connick Jr. all the time? I don't know. Because that leads me to believe that dog does not trust Harry Connick Jr., and there is not a more trustful man than Justin fucking Matisse. So that dog has very poor judgment, and he is a bad boy. You need to calm down. Why should I calm down? Harry, Harry Connick, Tyler Matisse, Justin Matisse. <laughs> Who the fuck is Tyler? I don't know. Tyler Matisse, Justin Matisse. She calls him Bill. I call him Tyler. Me and Sandra Bullock are on the same she page. She called him Bill? Yeah, when they were having their after-sex oh. dinner that they didn't want to have with each other. Well, that's because Bill was her ex. Right. I'm sure yeah. she, every time she was frustrated, she said his name quite often. Because he said, I'm Justin, not Bill. What that do? My Harry Connick impression. Not good, and that's not the line. <laughs> good try, good try. Line, line. <laughs> but he has it right. Just listen and be quiet. I can't tell you the last time I was at some place that was quiet. Why are you looking at me like that? I can't make it quiet. There's no quiet. You made too many children. I just need some quiet sometime. Well, maybe in like 10 years. <laughs> 10 years for quiet. So the bully the bully at school is called Big Dolores. Yeah. <laughs> and all I could think of is that fucking meme where little Debra, little Debbie turns into Big Deborah. Big Deborah. <laughs> so I could only see Big Deborah. In all of her fucking scenes. She's gross. Mm-hmm. I don't like her at all. But Bernice, she took her beating, and then she got a best friend out of it. That, yeah, good trade-off. So they go into a drive-in where they weren't playing a movie, which is always the worst kind of drive-in, in my opinion. should always play the movies at the drive-in. I think it's just a closed-down drive-in. They just don't do the movies at all anymore. Oh, so it's completely closed. They didn't mm-hmm. just go when it was... But they were reminiscing about the old days when it was open. Mm. I thought Justin Matisse had it all figured out, but he's gone way too fast here. He really was. He was pushing. Like, it's, it had been a while since I'd seen the movie. But as I was watching it yesterday, I was like, he's really pushing. Yeah, he was really pushy. Yeah. For how fucking cool and suave and slick 
and awesome he is. He sucks at picking up social cues or having any basic understanding of how women work or how emotions work. Like, I get that he's been in love with her since high school. Like, he's always pined after her. But she didn't feel the same. Like, give her a minute to catch up. Yeah, it was it was a little much for m- even me. Yeah. Um, like, when he would try to kiss her and she'd tell him no, he was just like, shh, let's uh, get a little rapey there. Yeah, but she's like... He would just tell her to shh and keep doing said, it. She said, I never kissed anybody before, Bill, which I think was not true because she was Justin Matisse's first kiss. Yeah, she said, I'd never kissed a man before, Bill, but I think... She's calling him a boy? Yeah. That's uh, real rude. He was a boy. That will both children. That will turn your boner into pudding. Well, I think that's what she wanted. Wow. She didn't, because she was like, something about sex, and he goes, who said anything about sex? No. She said. Or was it kissing? Oh, it kissing. was kissing. She said, I and never kissed said... a man, and she, he said, who said anything about kissing? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty fucking weird. Mm-hmm. He could have used a little more of that Dollar General Matthew McConaughey from Sweet Home Alabama <laughs> in that instance. So we talked about it a little bit about uh, Bernice taking her beating, mm-hmm. knowing that you're going to get in fight in a fight at school the next day is so nerve wracking. I never had that problem. Ugh, the poor girl. Everyone loved me. Now I never had to worry about me getting in a fight that I thought I was going to lose the next day in school. Oh, I see. Even if I may have lost the fight indeed. You didn't think you were going to. I did not ever think I was going to lose the fight. Confident man over there. Yeah. Not always the best trait. Over. I got beat up by the same kid twice in one day. Within like an hour. <laughs> you thought your first one was just an off game? Yeah. And he beat me up the second time. And I got up and I said, is that it? Is that all you got? I'm like is wrong with you i'm like bleeding from the yeah. face and he, he That's he's the type like, of shit you say to your mom and then she smacked her ass again even harder he like looked at me with this exacerbated look he's like do i have to seriously beat this kid up again <laughs> like why do i have to beat this kid up again and he didn't beat me up again but i did get sent home from basketball practice because i promised my coach i was just going to turkey hill for a drink but i was really going out to get your ass kicked to fight some kid again anyway the poor girl and again, it's all her dad's fault. Mm-hmm. Dads should think about their children before cheating on their wives. But at least she got a friend out of it. Yeah. Could have been worse. So now she has... Of course, if dads are thinking about their children right before cheating, that should turn the boner to pudding, too. It should, in a normal human being. Mm-hmm. But not all human beings are normal or good. I did, like, the little dance ensemble... That they did. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of wondering if we should try it the next time one of our children are sad. As we- long as you don't actually sing, you have to lip sync. Don't look at me like that. I like to sing. I know. And I'm good at it. It doesn't cheer people up. Carolyn, that implies I'm not good at it. Yeah. When I just said I'm good at it. Well, you say good. I don't. What do you say then? Bad? Eh. Average? Eh. What? Slightly above or slightly below average. It's just annoying. Is it because you don't like the songs I sing? Because I sing a variety of songs. No. Carolyn. Hmm. Do people think I'm a good singer? No. Carolyn, I bet. Okay, show me one comment. No. 
because no one's had the comment. One day I'm going to prove to you how great of a singer I am. How? I'm, I don't know. I'll fucking enter a talent show. Okay. And when I win, what are you going to do? Are you going to apologize to me? No. What? Why? You were wrong. Because what's good and bad or things like that are different for each person. So your mother may love the way your voice sounds, and I don't. That doesn't make it good or bad. It just makes it good for her and bad for me. I will ask my mommy if I'm a good singer. Go ahead. I'm sure she'll say you are. That. Like, I can love pickles and you can hate pickles, but that doesn't make pickles good or bad. It's just good for me and bad for you. But Your you can, you, singing annoys me. You can make yourself like pickles. I did. Of course, most of the time what you're singing to me are songs about how I hate you. Met a girl. Uh-huh. Thought she was grand. That song? Yeah. That's probably because you were really mean to me at the time. What, let's get off this. Justin Matisse has the American dream pegged dead on. You find something you love and twist it and torture it to try to make money out of it. That forces you to turn what you love into something you hate. Something you despise. As soon as that line started coming out of his mouth, I looked at you and you started furiously typing. Like, yeah, that's going to turn into a whole thing. Should I sit back and let you have at it? I don't want to go too hardcore on the state of American capitalism and democracy and society in general. I'm just saying, Justin Matisse could be a fucking guru. He has this soulless economic system down to the T. All you need is peace and quiet and the things you love. You don't need them to bring you monetary value. Look at this podcast. It brings us no monetary value, but we love it. And that's all that matters. You done? I cut that short. <laughs> Should I give you a round of applause? Thank you. And then they have sex. Because how couldn't you? I don't consider this cheating. Cheating? Cheating. She's still married. Oh, come on. I had a baby with you when I was still married. That's not cheating. I said I don't consider it cheating. Because it's not. Right. They were, at the very least, on a break. <laughs> Ross and Rachel. <laughs> See what happens when you... were on a break! This is what happens when you watch the Friends reunion show. It was I, so good. It was very good. I've been on record... That almost made you cry, too. It did. Possibly as much as this fucking movie did. I am on record voicing my disdain for Friends, but I don't think I hate it. I think... I think you just hated the company you watched it with. Possibly. I'm holding... A Carolyn-sized grudge, I think. We could rewatch it. See how you feel then when you're watching it with me, your favorite person. We are already in the middle of two shows, yeah. so we'll have to finish one of them first. Okay. And I also think we should watch all The Simpsons. No. Keep going with this movie. They have sex. They have sex. She sneaks off. Yes. Walks her ass home. And then what I can only describe as your mother... And her makes them go to dinner together. Mm -hmm. That lady is your mom. Mm -hmm. And her matchmaking bullshit 
She would definitely do all this. Mm-hmm. And she would never, ever take no for an answer. And then she would leave. Mm-hmm. She would jet. She would drop the bomb and leave. That is your mom. I know. That lady is your mom. I love her. You love the lady in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. They're both crazy. And she's not embarrassed about it either. And neither is no, my mama. No, doesn't give a fuck. I don't think I've ever seen my mama embarrassed. I don't think she has the gene. Nope. She is who she is. Take it or leave it. She doesn't have the gene. That's funny. Oh, my God. Because her name's Billie Jean. You're not supposed to say her name on the They don't know her last name. (laughs) All they know is she's not my lover. Did you get that? Yes. Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Yes, I got it. (laughs) Hee hee. He doesn't say hee hee like that. Hee hee. Oh, my God. No. Hee hee. (laughs) Stop. Stop. Whatever, I'm just grabbing my balls. I can do that like Michael Jackson. And again, I need to know whose fucking dog that is. I'm starting to think it's it's the birdie families. It could just be a random dog that like goes from house to house. And chases Justin Matisse wherever he goes. And the ducks in the morning. So. They have this scene at the bar where Birdie finally does drink. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, does she drink. It's so crazy that there's a bar scene where a main character completely embarrasses, in a sexual nature, a side character. Wrong song. I mean, wrong movie. No, same fucking movie. That's the point. Because they robbed that scene directly, directly from this movie. That is the same scene, except they're not friends. Sorry. Am I ruining Sweet Home Alabama for you? No. Not at all. What? No. What? It's you so uninspired can't. and stupid. So, do you at least see my point here? I can see the similarities in the movies, Rich. Yes. I mean, a lot of movies are like that, and they all follow the same flow of, like, breaking up and coming back together and all that. I mean, it happens all the time, even in like romantic books that you read. Like they, it's slow burn till they finally get together, and then something happens, and they have to break up, and it's super bad for like one whole chapter, and then they get back together. Like it just, they all go in that same order. It doesn't make them all bad movies. I agree. There's a formula. I just think Sweet Home Alabama directly is this movie, just not as good. I don't. <sighs> the only difference is that bitch deserved it in the bar. And Billy Ray, is that his name? Bobby Ray? Bobby Ray. Bobby Ray did not fucking deserve it. And that's why this movie works better. Because Sandra Bullock is likable. She's going through some shit. Sandra Bullock did not have a relationship with this dude beforehand. Whereas in Sweet Home Alabama, they had. They were fucking married. So they obviously had, had a relationship. And she was trying to get married to the person back home, and Sandra Bullock just got her heart broke and was getting divorced. Like, Yeah, they flipped that a little the, bit. The whole, like, premise, like the whole base of this movie, they're completely opposite. Which is what makes Sandra Bullock likable and Reese Witherspoon not likable. That's That's where Sweet Home Alabama goes off the rails, because... Sandra Bullock was cheated on 
Reese Witherspoon cheats on. Reese Witherspoon was only going to go back for like a day and Sandra Bullock moved back home. Like you're, I can see what you're saying, but you're only pointing out the similarities and not just as many differences. They're not, they're not the same movie. Okay. So she gets drunk and says, mine and my sister's most favorite quote from the whole movie. Which is? I believe Miss Bobby Clear got herself some new titties. Fine new titties they seem to be. And she twirls her finger like this. She did twirl her finger. Mm -hmm. Why did she twirl her finger? I don't know. She's drunk? She's very drunk. (laughs) She did have the presence of mind to do something I have never once thought of, though. (laughs) As she is hurling her fucking liver out in the toilet, she folds up a towel and puts it under her knees. So her knees don't hurt while she's kneeling on the floor. Her mom did that for her. Okay, well, that is awesome. You're going to do that next time? I never thought of that. I'm just in there kneeling on the hardwood floor. Ever since we got the squatty potty, I just sit on that and puke. Oh, that's a good idea, too. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst idea. <laughs> I'm upping my puke game right now. I have so many new theories and ideas well, to try. Let's let's not rush it. I'm just worried that sitting, I feel like I get a better angle if I'm kneeling because I'm taller than you by like a foot. Well, you did it on all fours when you puked in the tub. (sighs) I did not even say Marcy Darcy and you brought up the tub puking. You're talking about puking. It happens. Oh my God. So Sandra Bullock is turning into her mother. She shows up in a nightgown to the girl's school who's already horrifically embarrassed all the time. She mortified her. Would you have been mortified if oh, your mom yeah. would oh. your mom have done that? Oh yeah. She would your mom She would probably you, did. Would your mom have done that on purpose to purposely mortify you? No. She just wouldn't even comprehend. No, she, she doesn't notice. And then we get this beautiful speech by the grandmother. And it's a real highlight of the movie. And then she immediately dies. She dies. She's yeah. like, "Fuck it." It was beautiful. Time to kick the bucket. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was awesome. That almost got me. What is the other scene that almost got you? You're not there yet. Oh. I couldn't... I guess I could believe it because he's such a fucking dildo, but her husband shows up at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Oh, you motherfucker, you. I hated that man in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he just reminds me of people I know. <laughs> Your dad? Whoa. <laughs> pretty obvious how did that that kid got a telegram right mm-hmm. well the kid didn't it was sent for his aunt who who in fact who sends a telegram in the 90s like his mother a telegram that was the pony express not available smoke signals yeah getting lost she didn't she couldn't morse code the fucking poor kid i thought this movie took place in the 1990s here it took place in the 1890s and then fuck stick mick dick bag asshole cheater boy asks for a divorce on the day of that woman's mother's funeral. Mhm. After arguing with her for the last what two hours sitting in there? Yeah. Half of it in front of their kid. Honestly, he should have just asked for a divorce immediately because yeah. it's like a favor to her at this point. I don't think yeah. she was ever interested in Why the back and forth? I don't know. I don't know why he fucking had to go to the funeral to do that. Mm-hmm. You could do that over the phone be like, "Hey, I want a divorce." Um, definitely don't have to ruin 
someone's mother's funeral. Yeah. But it just is the highlight. Dickhead Supreme. The worst guy in the world. Yeah. Like the it, way he was like, this is my new start. Like, yeah, I'm getting rid of you and the kid. I don't want anyone around. I want to just focus on my affair lady. Yeah, at least like the Unabomber had some good points. <laughs> this fucking guy is just a, a monster. Yep. And you could say, oh, he didn't kill anybody. I don't know. Honestly, he's a fucking sick sociopath. And he, he blames everyone else, too. He's a such a rotten bastard. He told that girl, don't do this to herself. And mm-hmm. you motherfucker, you you were doing that to her. Yes. You did that. When you cheated on her mom and they had to leave, you did that. Yep. She didn't do it to herself. Ah, nostalgia. That is the second time I cry. When she wants to go with her daddy. Yes. Yeah. It gets me. I would cry like that when my mom left. Mm-hmm. Almost every single time. It was horrible. Like, it takes me right back to when I'm, like, five years old. It's awful. The last time I hugged my father was when he finally moved back to town over their divorce. That was the last time in my life that I hugged my father. I was about 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that was me. I'm like, you motherfucker you yeah it gets you if you are a child of divorce that thing will get you like i'm not saying people should never get divorced no because some marriages are dangerous like abuse mental abuse physical abuse all that shit there are reasons to get divorced Mm -hmm. but holy like your fucking clean slate no that is not a reason to get divorced and leave your fucking children well even like me doing the every other week thing with my parents. Like, just because I cried like that not wanting to leave my mom doesn't mean I didn't have a good week with my dad. Like, doesn't mean that I didn't love my dad and want to be with my dad, too, you know? And there were times then that I would be sad when I left him to go to my mom. Like, it's just really hard on a kid to feel torn like that back and forth between their parents. But this movie we're talking about, he just, like, up and abandoned his kid. That's mm-hmm. not cool. No. I feel I handled my parents' divorce worse than you, maybe? You were way, way older. I was three. And I was quite a bastard by then. <laughs> yeah, I I was not. I was just a baby. I was just tired of being abandoned. Like, I don't think my parents... I, I don't think they think they abandoned me my whole life mm-hmm. over and over and over. Like, I don't think they... I no. don't think they, they... They were working and all that shit. Um... When we moved out of my grandmother's house, I don't think they thought they were tearing me away from a parent. Mm-hmm. I think they're like, oh, we're going to live as a family together like normal human beings do. That isn't what they did to me. And the divorce, all that shit. I don't think they felt like that's what they were doing. But it is absolutely what they were doing. Yep. And people should fucking consider that sometimes. And if it needed to be done, which it did... Uh, you could probably use some counseling. Yeah. To like Maybe talk help to you somebody. It. Yeah. Keep it off the television. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go on Ricky Lake. No live studio audience with your child. Anyway, she has Justin. A good guy. He loves her. He's going to raise both of these kids, and he will finish that fucking house. Mm-hmm. I bet you he finishes it. I'm sure he Although does. supposedly he left, Cal- swing. Supposedly he left California because he works too slow. 
now. You know how small towns are. Yeah. Those rumors go around. I also know how the South is, and those rumors are kind of true. Hey. Sorry. And Birdie is right in the end. You know what she's right about? What? Childhood is what you spend the rest of your life trying to overcome. As this podcast proves for me. That's true. So there we have it. Um, I did not cry, but my eyes became misty multiple times. And it's mostly because I was relating it to my own childhood. It's um, not fair because the children are victims of shitty adults. And I have no inkling why that always kills me. I think it's why I like these movies where the kids are the heroes so much. I think everything goes back to my own childhood trauma. Everything I like. This movie came out in 1998. Four years before Sweet Home Alabama. But I thought it was older. Did you think this movie felt like it came out nearly in the year 2000? I don't know. I've been watching it since it came out. So. I think it gives a more authentic picture of small town America. Not the rosy everyone loves each other Americana version of small town America. So I think that might be why. I thought that I had you rate my movies. Like you, you did. I have done it. not there. I can't find them written down anywhere. Well, I would put this. You need me to tell you all the movies? No. I would put this probably wherever I have. What the fuck is that movie called? Shit. So you do need me to tell you the movies? I can't remember if I had now, now and then. While you were sleeping, Hope Float, Sweet Home Alabama, Where the Heart Is, Now and Then, Marley and Me. I think I had now and then the top one. So I would put this below that. Wherever that is, that's where I put this. Because I don't like it as much as that movie. But it's real close. So wherever that movie is, we can listen to the last Rom-Com Revenge where I rated these and come up with the list. Wherever that is, I rate this one spot below that. So your second favorite movie? I would think so. Hmm. And yet you didn't like it. I did like it. I said it was all right. I said it, for said for the type of movie for the type of movie it is, it's very good. Although it could be a little bit funnier and slightly shorter. It was a little long. And some slicing and dicing into the X. Yeah, there could have been a little more spousal murder. So the weird, like the thing that surprised me most about this film is that it was directed by Forrest Whitaker. You know who he is? He's an actor. Um, he constantly plays like a bit of a badass in movies. Like he's one of those dudes where the posters for his movies all have a fucking gun on them. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if I showed you a picture of him, you would know who I'm talking about. Probably. I'm gonna do it. Sadly, my mother has not responded to me about. If she thinks I am a good singer or not. She's probably napping. Or she read it and was like, I ain't answering that shit. Left it on red. That's a good fucking move. (laughs) She's like, I know this is a fight between him and Carolyn and I ain't doing it. That guy. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, he was the director of this movie. Okay. So that surprised me. Hope Floats had a budget of $30 million. Probably mostly the cast. Because there was... No effects in this movie or anything like that. Cast and locations, I guess. Mm-hmm. How much did this movie made? Make. Try that again. How much did this movie make? Uh, 
10 million. No, way more than this was a, a successful movie. I don't know. I don't know how money works. Oh, okay. <laughs> 81.5 million dollars. Okay. Only two gripes about this movie. Well, three cuz I think it could have been a little funnier. But that's that's minor because mm-hmm. it was a good movie even if it wasn't that funny. Unlike fucking Army of the Dead. My first gripe could have been shorter. It could have been a little shorter. Okay? Do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. It was like an hour 42. Mm-hmm. So 102 minutes. Could have been a little tiny bit shorter. And I don't think the grandmother needed to die. That didn't need to happen. They could have found a million ways for him to come back and ask for a divorce mm-hmm. without the fucking mother dying. Yeah. But I think the mother dying kind of represents her stepping into the role of her mother, mm-hmm. which is what they hinted at with the school showing up and embarrassing right. the child. She's mm-hmm. turning into her mother. She's going to be that lady in the town. Like the quirky, but fun and cool lady. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that was with the whole stop pushing me mother thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess I kind of get it, but I it really, really was a bummer. Yeah, it would have been better if just her father died. I mean, he was already... Yeah, why does he get to live? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even know what's going on. He thinks his granddaughter's his daughter. Yeah. That would have been better if it was just him instead. I mean, so it would have been sad, but still. It wouldn't have been that sad. I'd be like, all right, whatever. That sucks, but... But he could have come back and asked for the divorce then. Yeah. The dad died. I thought killing the mother was... It was a way to get me to cry. Overly cruel? Yeah. It was a bit much. I didn't like it. So she can't die of natural causes, but it's fine if Sandra Bullock stabs her husband with scissors. Yes, it's fine if the guy that deserves to die dies. Okay. And it's not fine if the woman who is the heart and soul of this fucking family dies. Yeah, it's not good. She broke her fucking mug and everything. (laughs) Can we at least save the mug? So that's it. Um, I gave it four stars on Letterboxd. So like I said, I did like it. Well, there's one thing you got to remember. The beginnings are usually scary. The endings are usually sad. But it's the middle that counts the most.